0: what is going on guys welcome to another episode of the mask and health solutions podcast where we talk about all things related to men's health we look to develop mind body soul and the penis (laughs) Well, we're not afraid to discuss our sexual performance, sexual health, and all that good stuff. And I'm your host, CJ Rodriguez, checking in, you know, online coach, and what I do is get men into the best possible shapes of their lives to ensure that we can live this life to the fullest, because ultimately, it's about optimi- optimizing every aspect of our lives, and today's podcast is absolutely no different, except we are talking more about something that's a very, very interesting subject, and... Um, you know, when I saw it, I was like, bro, this is this is something that I think affects a lot of us, and a lot of people just don't talk about it. You know, I've talked to other dudes, you know, like Dave the meditating Viking, who was on the show in the past, and he talked about how he had to deal with the fact that he was raped as a child. You know, other people that have suffered from sexual molestation, a whole bunch of horrible things, and how, you know, they go about healing these things, and unfortunately this happens too often. But the one thing that, even though we can't control the past, we can always control you know, the now, the present, and, you know, to the best of our abilities, we try to control the future, <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't always work out, you know, like they, they say, if you want to make God laugh, make plans, but that being said, we should always be looking to develop ourselves and to optimize our, ourselves to basically live this life to the fullest, right, and one of the biggest things, you know, that, I think is important for us is to really start healing this trauma that we suffered yes it's kind of a buzzword that I hear thrown around a lot but I do see a lot of people with a lot of truth who are coming out and saying hey there are actual ways to heal sexual trauma right and how to be more open with your spouse all these different things and today's episode is exactly about that healing sexual trauma true openness you know really opening up yourself to your spouse and and just you know this sexual energy that surrounds us what it really means to harness it and to capitalize on the fact that it's here and we can create a lot of wonderful things from it right so, what am I talking about right now? I'm talking about Dr. Elsbeth Muth and Freddy Zenthal Weaver, right? They've assisted thousands of couples and singles, creating lasting intimacy and fulfillment in their life and relationships. They're also featured on the Showtime documentary series, Sexual Healing, and the Emmy Award-winning NBC show Starting Over. Best-selling authors of Sexual Enlightenment, endorsed by world-renowned spiritual pioneer Dr. Michael Beckwith, And they are the co-founders of Tantra Nova in Chicago, right? And it's just beautiful to see how they use Tantra to really explore this side of ourselves, you know, explore sexual energy, how manifestation kind of works, how we can let go of trauma, how we may be blocking ourselves. It was a very, very interesting podcast. And from now on, like I told my wife, she must refer to my dick as the lightsaber of goodness. (laughs) As we did talk about the lingus and how, you know... What uh (laughs) and when you guys see the video form, you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know, we did discuss the different side of our sexuality, which is more the spiritual side, which sometimes you know gets thrown to the wayside where we just concentrate on the physical, which is not something that we want to do all the time, you know, because obviously yes, it is a physical interaction between two humans. But that sexual energy, you know, that spiritual side of things, you know, I love all this stuff. So I really hope that you guys can take this to the bank and run with it because it is a spectacular episode loaded with tons of information. And we got all kinds of wonderful free gifts from Freddie and Dr. Elizabeth. And um, they are all included in the show notes. Right. So you got an introduction to sexual meditation. You know, we got the Tantra Nova website. All that good stuff, right? So be sure to check that out. If you want to learn more, you want to get in touch with uh, Freddie or Dr. Elizabeth, be sure to click the links in the description. And once again, before I take off, before, you know, I get done yapping here. Um, again, if you are looking to get into the best shape possible, just be sure to reach me. In one of the links in the description or via Instagram, you know. And yes, I have a solo cast coming out where I'm going to address some of the questions that you guys have asked me about, you know, my maintenance P kind of workout, all that good stuff. And yes, we have a lot of wonderful guests coming on the show. I'm jam-packed next week, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know. So I'm trying to put the video format out as soon as possible as well on YouTube. And as far as Instagram, it may not seem like I'm very, very active there. Because, honestly, I got so much going on here with just the podcast itself that, you know, it takes up most of my time. But I try to get them out as often as I possibly can and try to get as much content out to you guys. So, again, thank you for rolling with me, man, for riding with me all this time. I truly appreciate it. And I truly hope that this episode can make a massive impact in your lives and that you can take some wonderful information, run with it. And if you want to learn more, be sure to check out TantraNova.com. But enough of my yapping. Let's jump on into today's episode with Dr. Elsbeth Muth and Freddie Zental Weaver. And by the way, man, you gotta you guys gotta listen to Freddie's meditation, man. Like this dude, when he talks, man, it's it's soothing. It's like silk, man. So again, if, if you want to get into the meditation side of things, man, <laughs> you'll definitely love uh, definitely love his voice, man. Calm, soothing, spectacular. I can't. I can't say enough good things. So again, be sure to check out Cantrinova.com. And all right, enough of my yap. Let's jump on into today's episode. Before we get started, one more thing. If you want to get any PE gear, be sure to check out TotalmanShop.com That is TotalmanShop.com And use the promo code MHS2020 Promo code is MHS2020 And get 12% off Be sure to check out their Wide variety of all kinds of Good quality PE equipment Alright, and that's Promo code MHS2020 For 12% off And the website Once again is TotalmanShop.com what is going on guys welcome to another episode of the Mask and health solutions podcast where i am joined by dr elspeth muth and freddie Zenthal weaver who's gonna enlighten us a little bit more when it comes to the spiritual side of sexuality and how it can impact more than what we just take for granted in our regular lives and we're really gonna explore this subject and see what's up but first and foremost how are you guys doing today we're doing great. Good to see you, CJ. Thank you so much for having us on your platform.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Oh man, I mean, I've honestly been, I've been binge watching some of the different podcasts where you guys have been talking about breath work and sexuality and intimacy. And again, like I mentioned off air, my wife's like, hey, make sure you pay attention today. So all you guys listening, <laughs> you know, just in case oh, yeah. you think you got all figured out, this is one of those episodes where I think you guys are really going to open our minds to viewing sex from a, completely different perspective than we usually do but the yeah. first thing that you know I really want to dig into was how did this journey start for you guys? Yeah
2: okay well for me you know we've had our institute CJ here in Chicago for the last 22 years. Um, I was first introduced to the core of our curriculum when I was 13 years old living in Hawaii going through my puberty <laughs> spending a lot of time in the shower. My father, I had had the luck to have a father who was a practicing psychiatrist and, you know, had the insight to give me a book to read on how to integrate sex and meditation. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So I loved it. My girlfriend loved it. And more than that, at 13, I had this vision of going on to college on athletic scholarship, but living in Hawaii, I didn't believe that I could get the training or the experience. Mm -hmm. It was a belief. I did wind up going on to college on athletic scholarship. Uh, after college, I was uh, in the software business for a long time. I kept uh, reading books and going to workshops and applying these principles in my personal relationships. And after about 15 years, it was just a job, but I was looking for a reinvigoration reinv- of my life, you know, knowing what I knew about these practices and my listening. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity in Chicago. I had been in San Francisco. They hired me, moved me here. That was 22 years ago. I was single at the time looking online for Shakti. We're one of the early online
1: couples. (laughs) He thought you know, he thought he was.
2: Yes, yes. And our synergies found Elsbeth, and we met in almost six months to the day. We pooled our resources and created this work, which we've been doing all over the world for the last 22 years, books, television, tapes, and so on. Wow. Sharing with people how to use the sexual energetic as an altered state of awareness and consciousness to get to what we don't see about what we want to create more of in our life. So that, and we'll get into that as we go along, but that's a little bit about my beginning. Interesting. Very,
1: very different. I <laughs> have, I wish I would have had a dad who would have given me a book on sex consciousness when I was 13 years old, <laughs> far from it. I grew up in Germany, I'm one of 10 children and my upbringing was pretty strict, you know, I didn't like it. (laughs) So, but anyway, I didn't come to Tantra as a serious practice, until I was, uh, you know, just hit 50. And it was very much because I felt so despaired at the time. I had, um, you know, this pattern of attracting unavailable men. Mm -hmm. And while it was exciting, most of the time I was alone. And there came a point when it really hit me that, you know, looking at the trajectory, if I didn't change that pattern, I would end up without lasting intimacy and love in my life before I was going to leave this planet. And I just didn't want to settle for that. Mm-hmm. And so Tantra was really a way for me to uncover what was in the way for me to bring lasting intimacy into my life. and you know, not, no longer have this unavailability show up. So that was my overall intention. And what opened up for me out of the sexual healing practices and energy awareness and all of that was that I discovered that I had held distrust towards men. Now, I had no clue about that because, you know, if you had known me back then, you would not have called me a distrusting bitch. (laughs) I was charming, I reeled the guys in, I was inviting. But underneath that, like in the subconscious, there was something that was in the way and that is what I got to discover. Of course, it went back to early age when I was 18 years old, disappointment with a boyfriend and you know, having intercourse for the first time, it was so freaking painful that I had to mm-hmm. go to the gynecologist and the bill from the gynecologist uh, went to my house. My dad opened it and all hell broke loose. My dad mm-hmm. called me or the boyfriend left a few weeks later, the relationship. And so there I was totally alone, mm-hmm. no soul to turn to. And that was a decisive moment for me when I made that decision, you know, this kind of nano second coping decision that see Elspeth men are not there for you when you need them. And while it was like that at that time. He trailed me throughout my young adulthood into my adulthood, and so that was always in the background without me knowing. So no wonder that I attracted an availability because that was further proof that men are not there for me when I need them, you know? So Mm -hmm. how we then recreate something out of that belief, this limiting belief that men are not there for me, that is, you know, what becomes further reality and so that got cleared in the tantric healing. And what opened up for me was deeper trust in myself, trust in men in general. And then voila, Freddie Santal showed up six months later. Ta-da. Mr.
2: Right. <laughs> this is a great example, her story about what this work is for people who come yeah. to workshops or work individually in terms of seeing something about what they most deeply desire that doesn't seem to show
0: up. Mm-hmm yeah and I mean right there you just open a can of worms which completely got me you know I'm going to deviate from the questions I have but jumping right into that what other the things that you tend to discover when you're doing the tantric work because it's funny you mentioned these subconscious blockages right and my wife bought a book recently it's called uh, I think it's called the body remembers and it's all about how we store negative energy whether it be consciously or subconsciously and sometimes we keep it in the body but how does Tantric work work on removing? Well, first of all, identifying it, because the fact that you're able to identify that and pinpoint that, I mean, people go through lifetimes not realizing that that actually exists. But how did you actually go about this process of a identifying it and then b getting rid of that blockage?
2: Well, OK, so identifying it, people come to our work and we, they do an intake. So they write down what it is they most deeply desire, what they want to get out of the three days or the private work. Mm -hmm. and it's in that they discover what they want that doesn't seem to show up then in the work which is this the energetic yoga different from the hatha yoga the physical yoga so and it's all energy we're just a denser form of it Mm -hmm. so in the work in the practices of meditation sexual meditation as i mentioned earlier maybe i didn't but so in the sexual when we are in it whether you're doing this work or not we are more open loving vulnerable receptive Chemically we're changed, more endorphins, serotonin, oxytocin, the feel-good hormones. So with the distinctions that you learn in the workshop in terms of breath awareness, the witness state of mind, where we're able to separate the thought from the total being of who we are, that we actually are something more than our thoughts. Yeah. With intention, like I want to, whatever it is you've written down that you want to get out of the workshop, we get to see in the background running the subconscious in this altered state, physical, chemical, and emotional what we don't see energetically emotionally story belief and it's in that place that we can be the witness a curious witness of ourselves this clay that we look into the world from all of the experiences and all the things that keep us from allowing in what we most deeply desire we can start to what i call flatten Mm -hmm. some of that energy some of that belief some of that story to then move with grace and flow towards that thing that we most deeply desire yeah So there
1: is something, CJ, that as Freddie described it, that opens up in that altered state, you know, Mm. because what was there for me while I had done therapy around it, I had done other approaches, all of that contributed to me. However, it hadn't gotten to the core of that particular, you know, what I call this unavailability pattern. And the process is not linear. So you mentioned earlier, the, you know, the body awareness and what we store in the body, actually, memories are stored as emotions on the cellular level. You know, oh, wow. have you ever had that that you remember something very vividly how it felt, but you wouldn't be able to even say what the conversation was.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember
1: the feeling <laughs> of it. And it Mm -hmm. lives like as if just had happened, Mm -hmm. you know, like that vividly. And so we want to get to that place that lives on the cellular level. And you know how it was for me, I brought um, a little puppeteer. You know, this is uh, obviously it's the sexual center of a woman in Mm -hmm. Sanskrit, it's called uh, sacred space, or actually it's called uh, Yoni, Y-O-N-I, which is translated sacred space. Mm-hmm. And in that ritual that I received, and I worked with a practice partner uh, because I went by myself to these workshops because Freddie was not in my life yet. And the very purpose for me was to clear what was there. Mm-hmm. So I could find the partner. So if people come solo as singles to us, the pair up with a practice partner and that is not about having sex now or so you know picking someone up That's not what this is about like as practice partners we support each other in what we came for in what we want to reveal to ourselves in what we want to clear uh, you know for ourselves and the beauty of working in partnership is that like the body cannot distinguish is that if that is a lover or if this is a practice partner. We get triggered in the same place, you know? Yeah. So so this ritual is very honoring of the woman. That is like when you said earlier, you know, having me in the conversation, uh, when we prepared uh, this interview, you know, I may bring something, a, a different bird-eye view mm-hmm. from the side is side, In the tantric rituals, there is a great deal of honoring, respecting and cherishing. And nothing is taken for granted. We don't take each other for granted. So there is this ritual that even being entered, you know, is like only going to happen with permission from her, which for some Mm -hmm. women that can be a healing in itself, because she may not never have gotten asked was just taken Mm -hmm. for granted you know, if she wanted it or not, or, you know, so it's ritualized that brings everything to some greater awareness. So being entered and then Freddie coaches, you know, the guys how to actually listen to the yoni inside with his fingers. So guys come back and say, wow, I never had experienced that. I didn't even know. It's like a treasure place you know and also sometimes there's pain in certain places mm-hmm. pain could be physical pain also emotional pain may show up so for me what happened was when i was touched around 11 o'clock right here next to the cheese spot
0: mm-hmm.
1: a vivid memory came up that was the one of the 18 year old wow. who was asked by her first boyfriend to had intercourse, I was not ready, although I said yes, and then I told earlier all of that, mm-hmm. that uh, happened beyond that. And it's not that I went into this ritual thinking, oh, I have to heal my 18-year-old. No, it was like the memory came up, and along with the memory, the pain, the physical pain, you know, that that first intercourse really produced for me the emotional pain, it was like opening a valve. When the steam gets more intense first and then it fizzles out, you can think of it like that. So the pain increased first. Really great for me to have a giver there, a man who was just there for me. That was not about himself. He could hold space, he could hold me, he could breathe with me, you know, so that I could breathe through it. And then just like the steam fizzles out intensity of the pain fizzled out wow. and in that opening in that freedom both of that place in the yoni but then of course that has implications of how i feel yeah and what opened up was deeper trust in myself and then deeper trust uh, in men in general and as i said earlier then i was ready to meet Freddie. yeah
0: know? yeah i mean Wow, because, I mean, I got so many questions now, but the thing is, it's kind of like, like you said, you almost have to open yourself up to it, man, and I mean, that's, first of all, it's got to be difficult, because it's almost like you had to come in there accepting the fact that, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, I think that's kind of the scary thing for a lot of the guys listening, including myself, you know, it's kind of, I almost get nervous when I hear these things, because I'm like, oh man, like, I don't want to be the word I'm I don't want to be vulnerable right so it's almost like you had to step into your vulnerability in order to let go of those blockages the other question I had after you felt that sensation almost and you felt those emotions what was the feeling right after was it blissful was it peaceful did he just know that you had let go of something what did that feel like
1: mm, yeah great question so you know this was a slow process because that I don't know how long we were there. I cannot remember anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, how long it took actually for that fizzling out. What I do remember is that after the ritual, like the next day, there was this experience of an opening Mm -hmm. and then it just continued, including my yoni open more to pleasure. You know, that is the curious thing because, and and this unencumbered, you know, like the woman's energy is so, once it's reawakened, that energy just dances, multiple orgasm, orgasmic, uh, you know, feelings or waves, you know, or just being in the orgasmic ether, doesn't have to be a particular height point, but a woman can stay there for a long time when she's reawakened mm-hmm. and by clearing our yoni and what i mean by that clearing the imprints of the past we free ourselves physically sexually we free ourselves in the heart because you know the whole experience of that guy being there for me just so so present
2: yeah let me say I something just, about this.
1: Yeah, so i i could just trust yeah. you know That in itself was a healing, having a guy there like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I want to just be clear, CJ, that the ritual is not in place of your mutual lovemaking, where you are back and forth and giving and taking and orgasming and so on. A lot of what you learn in the practices uh, as we approach them in Tantra Nova will inform your mutual lovemaking, yet the ritual stands alone and there's a design to it. There's a giver and there's a receiver. So, Elspeth was explaining her experience as a receiver and as a giver, as a man, when you're giving, because you mentioned vulnerability. Of course, when you're receiving, there's a vulnerability that men learn to step into because we have two emotions that are like okay, and it's not vulnerable. It's fucking. (laughs) Those are the two things that are okay to be guys, you know? Yeah. We are capable of this vulnerability, of this intimacy, of this uh you know tenderness you know we are capable of that and it's a willing willingness to step into it and be comfortable in that skin as well
1: yeah.
2: um so for the man in the yeah, gib-
1: but, but in the give you yeah. Want to talk- oh yeah I'm talk so about concerned. the give up yes yeah. i think you you'll appreciate that
2: yeah so yeah, all right for the man as the giver one of the things you learn in the practice that elle been mentioned is how to move in the yoni with your hand. And one of the most important things we learn and you learn in the practice, uh, the rec- workshop, is how to manage your own sexual energy. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you're working with your beloved and you, you know, you're supposed to be the giver and she's just receiving and it's not about mutual lovemaking, but yet you have an erection. So mm-hmm. learning how to, what we call transmute that sexual energy to your heart with your breath and your t- uh, energetic awareness to use that energy to now hold the space and perform the ritual. Again, mm-hmm. this is a specific ritual, doesn't, doesn't take away from mutual lovemaking, yet it's very important to hold that space because for the receiver, she may be wet and engorged and, and sexually alive, yet she's going through a process of something around what she set out as an intention. And it's not a, it's not a time for her now to become an adult and give and take and so on. She mm-hmm. is using that sexual energetic that altered state of awareness to get in touch with, as I mentioned earlier, something she doesn't see. And it's the same thing for the man. So the ritual is very important for the roles to be held and, and and you know adhered to because it can be very damaging for the receiver if you suddenly say, well, it's on, I'm hard, you're wet, let's fuck. You know, you can't, <laughs> that's not the time for it, yeah. you know.
1: And that in itself is healing. It's yeah. so healing for women to know their men or their practice partner is there for you without wanting anything from you, yet fully present, you know? And also, you know, what may be there for the men to overcome or like, you know, feeling criticized or-
2: Yeah, one of the things about this is in the, I could write to that, but one of the things that's intelligent about sexual energy, again, it was for, for the first time, I'll say this, it was creating life before we had language there is an intelligence so when we bring our consciousness to the sexual and allow it to lead us back to what we've forgotten which is this garden of Eden, which is this effortless uh, state of being, which we start out in the womb, womb service, you know, before our minds develop, we're just floating around and it's so wonderful, oh my God, you know, it's just blissful and all of a sudden, whoosh, we're born, these bright lights (laughs) crack in the bottom, some guys are getting their wee-wees cut we're thinking, send me back. And then life happens, all this good and bad and up and down and potty training, my God, you know, and falling in love and out of love and all these things. And then we get to a point where we want to create something That is maybe the antithesis the opposite of what we would like to create in our life but we've had all those experiences of that other thing and so that neurosynaptically and memory and belief is there part of us but yet we have a dream about a vision about something we want to create out there like in elzabeth's case it was a beloved but she had made a decision at a very early age that was appropriate then that men can't be trusted all the everything was telling her that And even as an adult later in her life, she wanted consciously to create something else, but neurosynaptically, energetically, and belief-wise, this thing was still in the background. So it took this altered state of the sexual to get to that unconscious energetic frequency to see, to let it be, to then move with grace, ease, and flow towards this thing that she most deeply, and then she created it. And that's the magic of the sexual in terms of how we can, with our intelligence, use the intelligence of the sexual and where it leads us to open something up. And that's how we have applied it. Now, there are a lot of variations of Tantra in the world. And a lot of guys hear this, oh, good, I want to have a better orgasm and better sex. And yes, as I said earlier, it will inform your lovemaking. But what we're doing with it, what we have been doing with it, is using this energetic, creative energy to open something up that we otherwise Mm -hmm. couldn't get to. Through talk therapy or through other forms of meditation and so on, is the sexual is a unique um, approach to transformation.
1: Un- unique access to the human being, and yeah, very really well said. Yes, that is what you know. What we support our students in. Can you say a little bit more about the guys? What they may also learn in a given role. Right. Yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It's very important yeah, because. Look, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Your wife uh, is
2: taking notes. Uh, yeah, women, take notes uh, too. <laughs> women, you said earlier, CJ. You know, guys, we kind of like think we know and we don't know. And women and men are, seem to be so opposite. Yet, at the beginning, in the womb, we're zygotes and we're androgynous. And then mm-hmm. it's later decided man or woman. And as uh, grown adults, we have aspects of testosterone, estrogen in our system. As we get older, the whole thing reverses mm-hmm. itself. So, how, what we're talking about is how can we integrate this masculine, feminine yin yang balance? as a way of being and listening so for the man in the tantric practices it's about really learning to in all the variations there are first is learning to separate ejaculation from orgasm in that process we start to uncouple the the addiction the unconsciousness we have around this this the man's uh penis in sanskrit is called lingam which means wand of light
0: much more endearing than dickhead, right? Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna tell my wife that it's the wand of yeah. light. Wand of light, baby. You Open up go. and receive.
1: I mean, right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> wand of light or magic wand. I, I mean, like that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: right. There's a whole feeling about it. So for the man and learning to separate ejaculation from orgasm. Yes, it will inform his lovemaking. And a lot of guys say, well, I don't need that because I can last as long as I want. I'm not a quick comer. It's not about lasting. What we're talking about is consciously circulating what we call this orgasmic nectar. And that's done with breath energetic awareness and it's dancing on the edge of the sword you know some people mm-hmm. call it edging but we're not talking about just edging we're talking about really playing in that ether in a way that it can last as it's like riding the orgasmic wave mm-hmm. and that's another level of listening and being in that energy uh, and mutual love making it's great and or with yourself it's great and in the ritual practice and for man as the giver it's important to learn to uh, in terms of this uh, mastering ourselves mastering and getting past the unconsciousness you know the little guy with the little erection look ma no hands you know, <laughs> and we're run as grown adults by our little head our whole life yep. so uncoupling that being run by and being sourced by now mm-hmm. being sourced by
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah super interesting yeah yeah
1: that's- so let me add something further to this whole, what Freddie called, separating ejaculation from orgasm.
0: Mm. You, you called it
1: that? Yeah? Yes, yes. So, because in our Western world, in the Western world, we think that's the same orgasm and ejaculation. They aren't. Ejaculation is a reflex that goes off in the pelvic floor, just right before the ejaculation happens. Orgasm is the energy, like the sensation, you know, when you really get full as a man and it arises, you know, like that wonderful feeling, you know, that is just like so encompassing. Um, and that this sensation, a man can learn how to move this sensation up into his heart with the breath because energy only moves with the breath when we don't breathe we die you know mm-hmm. i mean it's rather oh, obvious yeah. so in the tantric practice we put that to use and both for men and women learning how to move energetic breath both in subtle states and ready can lead us in a uh, practice in a moment if you wish 100 percent, yeah yeah <laughs> and then uh, in aroused states where we can Move up that arousal from our sexual center into the heart, all the way up into the third eye, into our projects. Given that it's creative energy, we can use that creative energy for greater pleasure. We can use it to heal our physical body. We can use it to connect with our heart and come more to harmony within ourselves and, you know, fuel that love energy from the heart. We can use it in our for our consciousness mm-hmm. and then use that energy that is life-giving in nature to create our projects in life. You know, it can be used in different ways. For that we want to learn how to use the breath and move that energy. So the orga- the orgasm is that energy, that sensation that a man can breathe up literally, he can learn it. And, and bring it into his heart. When he is connected between his sex and his heart, he becomes more integrated, feels more whole within. And then of course, when he's connected with his heart, I can feel it in my heart. Because when I wanna connect with Freddie, I start feeling it in my heart. I don't start feeling it in my yoni first. Mm-hmm. However, most men, when they want to connect, they start feeling it in their sexual center, you know, lingam may get a little alive or something. And so when he comes just from his lingam, that doesn't speak to my heart, you know? So like he comes from the lingam when he wants to connect. I come from my heart when we want to connect. We are like two ships passing in the night. Wow. We have the same intention to connect but we come from different loci. So in the tantric practice, the man learns Mm -hmm. how to breathe up that arousal or that awakening in his lingam when he wants to connect, breathe it up into his heart and his heart opens. I feel it, my heart opens. And when my my heart opens, my yoni opens and then we have a circuit, you know, so we come up. Motion, because that is when we become more connected.
2: But you see, the state of deep feeling that happens in the sexual, for guys, it's felt again, as Elspeth said, starts in the lingam. And given our social, you know, uh, modeling, uh, it's only okay to show fucking or fighting, mm-hmm. not intimate yeah. connecting or loving, you know, feeling. Uh, and so, once we allow ourselves the freedom to start moving that energy to the heart, as Elspeth was just sharing. We can start to open up a whole nother possibility of e- emotional breath and and with and women really get oh wow when that opens they get that you're not just there for some you know uh lusting self love uh reason even though it's not always the case for us it's just what we've learned as the only way for us to show our love as opposed to from the yeah. heart and then the lingam
1: yeah so there's no vilification here it has to do with so Male sexual energy is based in testosterone. We call it the quick hormone. It goes up quickly, gets easily aroused, and then it drops quickly. <laughs> that yep. makes sexual energy. Feminine sexual energy, you know, starts like this, hanging out. We don't know if it's coming or going. You know, oh, just let's give up today, it's not working. No, we want to stay with it, breathe through it, so that Mm -hmm. it can awaken because it's based in estrogen which is the slow hormone so it calls for awakening and my when it's awakened it can as i said earlier go a long time multiple orgasms orgasmic waves Mm -hmm. and so here you know when we look at them together it may go like i remember when i came to this country Within a couple of years, in my early thirties, I started dating again, and that is what I encountered. He came and went
2: literally and figured, (laughs) you
1: know, and if that happens once or twice, okay. But if that is more the rule, it's very frustrating. And if I had known then what I know now, I would have started training them. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, CJ, this is where we want to What all we are talking about for the men really has to do with this then. He breathes up from his sexual center into his heart center that connects himself with himself, that allows him to stay present, holding space for her without losing his pleasure. And then we can meet on the plateau and ride the wave together, which doesn't mean that we have to be on a nine together on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the ejaculatory moment. It could be, one could be on a five, the other on a seven or three and five, you know? Mm-hmm. It's that coming together where we can, and it this actually opens up trust for the woman, because when a man can do that, she knows, oh, he's here for me. You know, mm-hmm. not just for his self-gratification. So we can, and that opens my heart, that opens my yoni. And then I can just be in the flow, I have to, don't, don't have to worry, I don't have to, you know, is it going to happen, which mm-hmm. attracts me so much, nothing can flow anymore after that. Mm-hmm. So it's really for our own sake that these practices serve us and for the couplehood, you know, that mm-hmm. we dance together in a whole new way. Let me go back to the to the differentiation between ejaculation and orgasm, if that is okay.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So, so physiologically, what happens when we speak about ejaculation is that there is a muscular ring around the base of the lingam or the penis, mm-hmm. which you may be familiar with, you know, and then on this, that scale from one to 10, 10 being the ejaculation around nine and a half or nine and three quarters, what happens is that the scrotum pulls up like this, just like this, and this muscular ring starts quivering just like that. Both of these actions in service of ejecting the ejaculate. And when the ejaculate is gone, the energy is gone. You know, so then a man wants to rest or zone out in front of the TV there's often a disconnect between him and his partner, um, which is biologically totally understandable because each ejaculation is a tremendous depletion of life force energy for the man. Mm-hmm. So then it takes time to replenish, for younger ma- men, shorter time, for older men, a longer time. Uh, but it does need to be replenished. So, in that foregoing ejaculation, not to ejaculate, but not holding it down like all the energy in the center either. First, a man wants to learn how to master that reflex. Because that's a reflex like when you hit the knee and the knee, you know, the leg comes up. And a man can, you know, cultivate that he can hold that muscle down and then the ejaculate doesn't move up. So he doesn't lose his energy. And then he breathes up the energy, he holds it down here, and then he breathes up that wonderful orgasmic energy, like like this, up into his heart, and tell him a little bit how that feels. Well,
2: that sounds like well okay I'm breathing, how do I do that, so we teach you how to do that, but one of the things you can pick up on right now is you put your attention on the sensation and location, and your intention to move it with your breath. So now you're using your mind's focus, not just thinking about it and waiting for it, you're actually focusing on creating it. So, yeah. uh, No self, so, so for the man, that is a circulation of that nectar and that becomes a whole nother experience. Uh, we don't advocate to never ejaculate. What we advocate is that you have a choice because you don't always have to ejaculate to experience a really wonderful sexual experience. And that's what most guys do. They kind of get in there and it's like boom, 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 boom. And maybe it's great along the way, but there's this finish and it's got to finish. And mm-hmm. the finish is every moment, you know? So it's like every moment you can be breathing it up and having that orgasmic experience as opposed we- to three seconds and done.
1: Yeah, without losing the energy. But you know, it may be really useful for guys if you shared with them how you feel not ejaculating. And being so fulfilled.
2: Yeah, because a lot of guys have heard, well, you know, if I don't ejaculate, I'll get blue balls or the yeah like the medical term priapism. You've heard that that uh, Viagra commercial. And if an erection should last more than four <laughs> hours, seek medical attention. First of all, I'm thinking four-hour erection. Yay, you know, <laughs> you know, the key CJ is breathing. As long as you're breathing, you're oxygenating those spongy tissues of the penis or the lingam. And when you're complete, the blood will just easily flow out. There's no, I've yeah. been doing this since I was 13. Cool. I'm 67 now. And cool. so there's no uh, you know, yeah. uh, prior prism that I've ever experienced yeah. or anybody who's come through our work. Without
1: mm-hmm. ejaculation.
2: Without ejaculating.
1: You know, that this really, and how do you feel? Yeah, you and you're up? when
2: you're complete, you're complete. And what's nice is you still have energy because energy is one. It's not just sexual energy or angry energy. It starts out as just energy. And yeah. so when you transmute that energy, you still have energy available to you. You haven't lost it in an ejaculatory reflex. You still have energy for cuddling or for more lovemaking later or for a busy day the next day or for whatever it might be, and which is nice to have a choice.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you can also use it to actually channel it, that orgasmic high energy into your pursuits in life. And that's one
2: that you can do exactly you learn in the workshop that's part of what you're learning is how to channel an openness that happens and then the availability of that energy towards that thing that you want to create more of.
1: And and women can do that too I, I channel also my energy now we don't start out there with women remember that for women it's about reawakening it's not sustaining because once it's reawakened it can sustain unlike for men it gets so easily excited you know it's the sustaining and the circulating is what needs to be cultivated so for the woman it's really the awakening and then the sustaining happens so yeah so so we want to really support women in open themselves up to themselves in that way because that is the beautiful goddess aliveness you know where we flow i mean feminine energy is so seductive and so enlivening to herself and then to a partner i mean just yeah. looking at women you know i like to be around them because it's just like <laughs> when they are awakened it's just like this and flow. you know
2: that that feminine energy is what's going to save the world and you know mm-hmm you know in terms of how we are as a government with other people how we treat ourselves how we treat each other that loving energy that is the energy that's going to save the world and man or woman can come with that energy and we learn to be in that energy and aware of that energy as men in these practices bringing consciousness to again the unconscious historically cj men have been lauded for their sexual prowess Harem's Playboy, you know, first time you have sex, yay, dad's like, good, you're a man now. Here's some rubbers, you know, you're talking about <laughs> women, on the other hand, have been vilified for their sexual aliveness, mm. called whores. And today in parts of the world, they could be stoned to death for having sex out of wedlock. So women are uncovering and discovering their sexual power. Mm-hmm. So as, as we said, for a woman is uncovering and discovering her orgasm. For men, it's learning how to master the reflex. You know, uh, women, a lot of women have never had orgasms. And a lot of that's right. social repression that they've indoctrinated, that they've been indoctrinated with and modeled by. Yeah,
1: yeah that's one dimension. You that's know. just one. Yeah, that's of course. A, hmm. Another mm-hmm. dimension is also that, you know, just as Freddie described, there are such differences how women are considered and men. And I can see how a woman's energy. That is so, I mean, enticing, can be so enticing, you know, that that for some men can be a real, you know, being so, I mean, and unless,
2: and unless we learn to master it as men, women can, will always feel subjugated by our aggressiveness, mm-hmm. you know, because I hear we get many couples who come and they're in the peak of their sexual energy in their 30s. And she's like, I don't know if he loves me. And he's like, of course, I love you, baby, look at my erection. And she's Mm -hmm. thinking like, well, yeah, but can you love me with your heart? And that's that's something we learn. We learn, hey, I love you. Look, I'm I'm hard. I'm erect. Let's fuck. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I show I love you, as opposed Mm -hmm. to let me learn to move that to my heart and be in a tender place. And then we can move with grace, ease and flow towards a sexual or not. Because sometimes that connection is enough to remember to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetness.
1: So, you know, CJ, I feel that both Are responsible for creating a new future here. Mm -hmm. So what you just described, you know, really becoming aware as a man of your strong testosterone energy, and then that you have a choice, because in the way how women were considered, it's like we were the culprits and we were at fault for. I mean, through the millennia, you know, for um, for men to be tempted you know just like she's got an
0: evil spell she's a witch you know you know all the not, music yeah reflects that yeah, you need it, man.
2: So They put habits on them and workers right. and all kinds of things oh exactly. yeah sexuality and uh, you know their whores and made laws and i mean you know even yeah, today to women state, are fighting even for their in fear.
1: this country i mean it's let's we are not that far from it unfortunately is anyway, <laughs> yeah. something for the male to further cultivated in terms of owning his wonderful testosterone energy instead of being a slave to that energy, you Mm -hmm. know? And the Tundic practice is a beautiful way because it's so integrative, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, For us women, you know, like I also feel that it's time for women to mature in terms of their sexual self, their expression, their connected to their aliveness. Of course, mm-hmm. as I said, many women may not have experienced orgasm. So for first awakening myself and being open to this, also not expecting the guy to do it all for me because he doesn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. You know, we really expect something that is just much too much. But then also I just uh, taught a workshop for women only this past weekend And at some point i said you know for me the feminine energy is the guiding energy in relationship Mm -hmm. while at the outside you know it may look the guy is leading because the energy is more protruding but underneath it's really us women who have quite a bit of power not power over but power if we are aware of it to guide it Mm-hmm. Like, for example, with, you know, oh, see, I, of course I love you, I have a hold on, you know, I'll, I, as a woman, I could also engage with that, oh, darling, wonderful, wonderful, freeze it up for me, mm-hmm. you know, and then supporting him uh, instead of being in this place, oh, he should reach me through his heart right away.
2: Reach him through her heart and connect him, show him, lead him the way.
1: Yeah. 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 But that requires a woman to be really grounded and centered in herself, in her heart. In her yoni, in that connection, and a
2: man to be willing to be led too, in that right. sense, right? yeah, He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, baby, get up and turn over, you know. And, <laughs> and you can see how women, uh, you know, have cut shut down their sexual aliveness because unconscious men. Because if a woman's just a beautiful flower, just being who she is, and then the unconscious man comes along and takes that, like, hey, you know what? You must be enticing me. You know, look at how I feel. I've got to do something to you. You know, that's the unconsciousness that's been in the world and still is in the world. Yeah. And so what we're really doing with this work and I have a men's workshop going on this weekend is you know introducing men to more consciousness around the sexual and how we can yeah. use it to empower and to inform and to uplift yeah. and inspire
0: super interesting I mean it's captivating from beginning to end but I'm just like it it comes from a place of surrender which I think is number one it's almost like not just a vulnerability but it's almost like surrendering yourself to it even the actual emotion from my perspective it's almost like in the moment you have to surrender yourself to the fact that there's an energy flowing through you and i mean it's kind of like you mentioned before and the like the analogy i kind of had in my mind it's like the woman can almost be the wind to the man's ship right so it's like hey you know what you want to sail that's cool i can guide you in the right direction and the man can try to resist it but then it's just gonna you know it's all gonna fall apart but it's almost like Bringing these two things, and one thing that I, you guys mentioned before that was just beautiful was almost like that sexual circuitry, right? It's, it's almost like the two become one, and really, really harnessing that energy. It's really that yin yang, almost just coming to life, you know. And at the same time, revolving to almost create whatever it is that you want. And again, being in that altered state, which we are usually not. And I mean, to your point, Freddie, it's just like, well, let's just start fucking, you know. And no. usually, that just and, not and even
2: <laughs> conscious fucking. For most people in that three seconds for the guy of orgasm, he's free for a few moments, mm-hmm. he's reconnected to the infinite. You know, so what we're talking about is being able to consciously flow in that for as long and consciously as you want to. And then once you do it there, it starts showing up everywhere. it be, it shifts the way that we listen to our life, the way we have conversations, the way we listen to our own thoughts and inner, inner uh, dialogue and how we live into our dreams and what's possible. It begins to show, if it's anywhere, it's everywhere. And once you bring consciousness to the sexual, the kernel of that creativity and pleasure starts showing up in areas of life that seem completely unrelated to
0: sex in the simple process of living. That's interesting. I mean, the one question I have, um, and you guys had it mentioned here as well in the questions, but it's almost like, first of all, I mean, this this is probably a process. It's not going to be overnight. I figure, right? It's almost there's re- a little bit of mastery required to it. <laughs> but, you know,
2: and even when you've been doing it for as long as we've been doing it, you still are confronted with your mm-hmm. own unconsciousness. It's it's being able to recognize it quickly and get off of it. That's where the
0: mastery comes in. Oh, that's I mean, my mind is blown. <laughs> you know, it's kinda like again, I'm gonna take notes before I release this episode and be like, All right, ah! go, so I gotta you know, do no, <laughs> <no, laughs> that. No, what
1: we were thinking is to give the audience a gift. What mm-hmm. do you think about that? A
0: hundred percent. Yeah, I'll be the first one in line. <laughs> yeah, and
1: the gift is a um like an introductory workshop to sexual meditation. Mm-hmm where we teach practices you know the foundational practices how to move the breath how to connect with the breath how to listen to energy you know because when we say okay now move your energy in your body what am i gonna do you know Mm -hmm. whatever so because it's not anything we got educated in we don't have a class in high school or college on human energy Mm -hmm. and how to engage with it you know it's very elusive because energy, we cannot grasp, we cannot see, you know, it's like, but just like here, the frequencies that go from our computer to your computer, you know, it's pure frequency. I mean, it's a miracle that we can see each other, of course, the frequency then gets translated into pixels and sound. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's the same with human energy. So it it behooves us if we learn about how energy, human energy shows up within us, because once I know that I can interact with it. So like, how I listen for my sensations in my body, because that's frequency. How I listen for my emotions, pure frequency, love, anger, joy, hate, you know, bliss, jealousy, you know, they have different levels of frequency. And then, of course, our thought frequencies. Like, if I live in the narrative of, you know, there are just, there are not good women out there. Mm-hmm. Or, every time I fall in love, I get disappointed. That is then the self-prophecy, um, what is yeah. it? Self-fulfilling oh, fulfilling prophecy. Self-fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so how can we become more aware of our thought frequency emotional frequencies frequency of sensation and that is how we lead people into a deeper listening through the energy system and then it it's not anymore so hairy fairy and what am i looking for and and then we teach the breath and so and we pretty really can lead a, a short practice just yeah, a-
0: for sure yeah
1: yeah Okay, why don't we do this now and then okay, I say we can more do about this. the gift. We
2: can kind of start to do this and then share what we want to give to your audience. Okay, so seated comfortably, uncross your legs, get up as comfortably as you are being erect, uh, sitting on top of the stack of your spinal column, on top of your sit bones, your eyes can be open, closed, your soft focus, hands in your lap, one hand on your belly. We're going to do a particular kind of breathing. Great. So just feeling the earth supporting the floor. Floor supporting you, breathe and enjoy this moment. Following with your awareness, your breath coming into your nose, down your trachea, into your lungs, extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Really feel your hand, your belly, extend into your hand on your inhalation. Really exaggerate that extension. With your awareness, follow your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. As thoughts come, let them go, let them be. Don't engage. Keep your focus on your breath. Into your nose, down your trachea, lungs, extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Following with your awareness and focus your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. Letting your thoughts come, letting your thoughts go. Continue to breathe in this manner, I'm going to keep speaking. You are your own witness to any thoughts, conversations, interpretations, or meaning. For these few moments just breathing and being letting your thoughts come letting your thoughts go and rise of your belly on your inhalation flattening of your belly on your exhalation through your nose in your own pace depth and rhythm
1: and while you're breathing in and out Notice how you're feeling right now. Notice how your body is feeling. Notice any sensations in your body. Now notice your emotional state. And notice your state of mind, your state of thought. And then slowly come back when you're ready, open your eyes and CJ, if you could just share how you're feeling right now.
0: Really relaxed, really relaxed. For a moment there, I'm like, what's, what's pressing up against my chin? And I'm like, it was the microphone. (laughs) So I was really kind of just out of it there. I was like, oh, wow. Like. I was almost, yeah, just like a full body relaxation. I, I love that. And honestly, Freddie, I was going to say, you put out an audio freaking recording out there, I will listen to it because you got a soothing voice, man. Yeah, we got <laughs> a few of them out there. We got a few uh, meditations. We got a gift yeah. for you, actually.
1: Actually, in the gift, there is that practice. So you can practice it every day with that video.
0: No, definitely, yeah. Because, I mean, this is exciting for me because... I try to meditate every day you know for at least five to ten minutes just in the morning or in the evening but sometime always to make it you know incorporated into my daily routine obviously now that I know this about the sexual energy I'm like well this is something I definitely want to incorporate because I see a lot of truth in it and obviously the explanation and everything that you guys talked about for me it just makes so much sense it makes so much sense and the thing is like I just want to explore this more and more so I mean before you guys take off first off Thank you for coming on the show because you really opened my mind, you know, and I was looking forward to this conversation for a while. And second of all, tell us all about where we can find you, all your links, Tantra Nova, Chicago. I mean, I might have to visit, but (laughs) tell me some more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So uh, our website is tantranova.com, T-A-N-T-R-A. NOVA.com, Tantra Nova like Supernova by Tantra. Yeah, mm-hmm. And there's lots to be looked at, and all the programming we have for singles, for couples, uh, for coming here solo, coming with a partner, or, you know, co ed, uh, uh, being paired up with a practice partner. Mm-hmm. And then with a the gift, uh, I'm going to send you that link. So okay. You can on the show notes uh, and that is called introduction to sexual meditation where we teach and talk more about the principles and practices for that and with very concrete practices you know one is the breathing practice a little longer than we did it just now Uh, and then another practice that leads us so that we can learn more how to move energetic breath and also to tune with the different vortices in the body, that each of them holds a different kind of emotion, kind of awareness, and that also helps then to tune more with our energetic self. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we speak, (coughs) speak further about, you know, how to channel energy for the man and for the woman Um, So that is really a great beginning. And if you want to learn more, there are different ways. We also do work online in private programs, one-on-one, or Freddie's Men's Workshop is accessible both in person here in Chicago and online on Zoom. So it's a hybrid. So you don't even have to travel if that, you know, would pose difficulties. Um, Just for women, it's the same. My women's workshop is hybrid, so women can come on by Zoom or in person. The COVID workshops are all in person Mm -hmm. because it's really, when you work with a partner or come solo uh, and get paired up. Uh, So just to know that, including for you, CJ, if you want to learn more from Freddie, just see what you could create Particularly around that channeling of your sexual energy, and then mm-hmm. of course you're invited with your wife. Oh, of that course. Would be yeah. exciting, <laughs> you know.
2: Well, you could put together a men's workshop. I'll come up to uh, Montreal or to uh, Vancouver. Hey,
0: yeah, no, I mean definitely because, like I said, this is captivating to me, and I think, like I've I've talked to so many doctors, and it's interesting, right? And they're all saying the same thing they're like something's changing you know so the energy is different in the world and i really feel like we're letting go of that old shell of like you know this that and the other and these preconceived notions that just don't make any sense anymore and people are looking for healing and i see this as a as a way to heal and that's kind of why i started this podcast was i want to explore different ways to heal right so we can really get ahead and really evolve as human beings and you know it's mainly catered to men but obviously your perspective dr Elizabeth you know we need that we need that as men to really explore and understand the energies around in this world and really getting to know the feminine more right so i mean honestly i love what you're doing and i was i'm just supremely grateful for you guys coming on the show today i had a great time thanks
2: for your platform cj and inviting us yeah really good meeting you and hope to do more together
1: thank you you.
0: thank you so much and honestly guys all the links are going to be in the description And again, thank you for coming on. Look forward to talking to you guys again. All right. (laughs) All right. Take care.